Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, is that man there? Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world. For us. The old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself. Each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever. Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It was the most successful international break in 22 years But it ends in disappointment as Scotland miss out on Nations League promotion We'll have to wait and seal our World Cup qualification the hard way But don't worry, no one's taking that Euro spot away On the domestic front, heavy punishments for Jordan Jones and George Edmondson For their coronavirus breaches I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson well, usually the, the show after the international break, Gordon, is pretty straightforward for us. We come back and we say, oh, thank goodness it's all over. We're moaning about the performance, the team selection. Well, it's a much different show we're going to have tonight because it's a real mixed bag. I don't think defeats in the last two games can take away from the shine of what we had last Thursday. It was something special. I think Scotland are improving, even though we, we suffered two defeats I still think the country is on a high from what went on last Thursday. So looking forward to chatting about that and the progression Scotland have made. It is a mixed bag though, Gordon DL, because as Mark mentions, that achievement is there. We're going to the Euros, that won't change. That's brilliant and we look forward to it. But we had a big chance to make it even better and we've just lost two games and it, it, it's made us perhaps realise that pff, there's a good bit of work still to be done. Yeah, of course there are. And I think uh, Stevie Clark's come out and said that we've got to do better. Um, we took the highs of last Thursday, Gordon. Um, we sort of missed out on a chance Sunday, Wednesday. Um, I thought last night, first half, we played particularly well. Now, we can go back to be negative and say, well, we cost ourselves on Sunday. We made eight changes. Well, I'm sure we'll get people on the phone tonight uh, disputing that. The way I looked at Sunday, I thought we played very, very well indeed. Unfortunately, we just couldn't put the ball in the back and we were outdone with a, uh, with a goal. Uh, the same last night. Now, you look at that goal as well. It's a fantastic piece of skill. As much as people will look at McTominay's defending, I just think you've got to give all the credit in the world to the, the Israel uh, striker. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, yes, we've missed a trick, but let's not take away from the positive stuff from last Thursday. Uh, you know, at football, uh, you're only as good as your last result. Mark will know that. He get two bad ones and out. Um, so 
as, as I say, we'll be looking forward then onwards. Right, Sorry, 01419511025. That's the number you need to get in touch and have your say tonight. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. And Gordon, the listening audience, they don't miss a trick. They'll notice that you sound a little bit different. You're not in the studio tonight. And that's because finally, after months and months and months of moaning about it on this show, the big hip operation is just around the corner, touch wood, and you're in isolation looking after yourself. The countdown's on, Gordon. Um, probably my last show for a, a few weeks. Hopefully, let's listen. It changes every day. It was frightening there because I'm waiting on a delivery coming. Just as uh, the news was reading, my door went. I do run out, well, hobble out there, pick up a parcel, sign for it. So, Stuart, thanks very much for understanding when I didn't tip Hold you. on a minute. Uh, Since when did you sign for a fish supper? <laughs> that was a big pizza. No, um, I, I felt sorry for Stuart because no, I'm kidding. There was stuff for the hospital. He climbed. He climbed <laughs> the stuff three flights of stairs. What are you getting for the hospital? I have to get shoehorns in. No shoehorns and put things to put your socks in. Shoehorns. Yeah, you've got to put your shoes. I can't. But once you get your hip done, you can't bend down. So you've so got to get stuff. I've got shoehorns, right, I've got this big sponge as well, right, because I've got to get the feet cleaned and whatever, and uh, I've got I've got uh, the, sh- the salt puller on, so I've got to I've got to a practice over puller. the next couple of days. Uh, Mark, listen, I'm in a bad way, mate, so take it easy. We know that, 01419511025, Gordon DL's in his house, hopefully he won't be too distracted this evening by his new shoehorn, he's just... <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they write themselves on this show sometimes. Um, we want to talk Scotland. We'll talk about the return to domestic football, big punishments for Jordan Jones and George Edmondson as well. So get in touch and let us know what is on your mind. 0141 951 1025. If we're starting Scotland, it's pretty simple. How much has the last two games affected your thoughts on the national team? Has it taken the shine off of the Euro qualification? How much of the shine? Has it taken off the Euro qualification? What have you learned about what the team needs to do between now and the Euros? Let us know. 01419511025 or tweet at Clyde SSB. Stevie Clark says Scotland need to keep improving after last night's loss. He says he can't fault the effort um, but acknowledges they've still got a long way to go to be successful. Unfortunately, again, similar to Sunday, we just lacked a little bit of quality, a little bit of nous, a little bit of calmness maybe in the final third of the pitch to to get the result we needed. I uh, got punished heavily for a, for a counter-attack that we didn't deal with, which would made it a more difficult second half. But effort, attitude, application, I thought was good. But we want to keep improving. And if we want to keep improving, we have to learn to capitalise on the, the moments in the game where we're on top. We've come a long way in a short space of time. We shouldn't forget how far we've come, but we also know how far we've got to go. If we want to be regularly successful and regularly qualifying for tournaments, then... We have to learn how to go away from home and, and get good results. We got good results at Hamden last month. We have to learn how to do that away from home as well. Slovakia, good team, difficult country to go. Israel, good team, difficult country to go to. We, ha- we have to be better. We have to improve. Mark, what did you make specifically of last night? Well, last night, look, I'm, I'm not getting myself too down about the performances um, on Sunday and, and last night. Um, I've seen Scotland over the years go away to places like this and, and worse places and... and Get soundly beaten The difference between the last couple of performances is I, I thought we've played well I thought we've created loads of chances And on other nights Those chances go in You know we force goalkeepers into making You know good stops Everybody looked um, energised Even though they had the The exhausting 
game on Thursday night We still looked like we had a team Even when we changed a lot on, on Sunday We still looked like we had boys That fitted the system and played well And that gives me a lot of encouragement So last night you know, Israel aren't the worst team in the world They've got players who can hurt you We've learned that over the past year um, And I just thought on another night Chances falling our way They could have went in So wasn't the worst performance I've ever seen We've seen plenty of them Scotland going away from home And taking a drubbing And we're here You know saying it wasn't good enough The players didn't look like they knew what they were doing I didn't get that impression from the last two games And that's an encouraging sign for me going forward Get all that Gordon Deal But how concerning is it that we had a four point cushion Going into these two games We were absolutely in the driving seat To top that Nations League group And although the performances were good Should we be starting to worry that That we're not taking chances And what that could lead to down the line? No, uh, I'd be more worried if we weren't creating them. I thought for, uh, first half last night, Gordon, we played particularly well. Uh, I thought Christie was outstanding. He just That lad just runs for fun. Uh, second half, I think we looked like a team that ran out of ideas, a bit tired looking, a bit weary uh, of what had happened over the last sort of uh, six, five, six days. Uh, but you've got to give credit to Israel. I thought they played very well. They've got, as Steve Clark said, they've got good players and they're a good side. We're away from home. No, I think uh, I think a few people will be uh, negative. I can understand a few people will look at should we have played the strongest team, as you call it, again on Sunday and try to grasp the opportunity. I sort of think that Steve Clark. I think he was a bit unfortunate with that one. I thought, like Mark, they played particularly well and um, they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. We created chances. You look at the, even a chance at the end that with Griffiths, I know that a draw wasn't good enough for us, but I thought first half, once again, we were on the front foot, we looked dangerous, we get any good positions. Uh, no, I would be more concerned, Gordon, if we weren't creating chances and we're just grinding out, you know, a nil-nil or whatever it may be. Okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What do you think, though, William? Uh, Alex, sorry, is first up tonight from Motherwell. How's it going, Alex? No bad, Gordon. No bad, no bad till tomorrow. Then we'll come to the morning night homewards. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what it is, is Gordon. Uh, it's for Gordon and Mark. Chief, you the the manager of the team. And your team's winning games and you're playing well, which I thought Scotland were last week. Why does he change the team? You know I mean, if if something's no broke, well, you don't have to fix it. And I know it's a big squad and he's go to get players are, are running the team. Nah, but to me, it's just trying to get a winning team together. They played well last week. Why change it all about today two games? Now, if it was two friendlies, Okay, I can see the point. You know what I mean? You, you want to try guys out and all the rest of it. But they two games had a meaning. And he just he totally changed the team completely. And it must upset the rhythm. Players are getting comfortable playing with each other. They know each other's weaknesses and strengths. And then next game it comes up, it's all changed in a bit. I think that was the problem. To be fair, Alec, we went back to the original team last night. So are you talking about Sunday? You think changing on Sunday was wrong and it then had a knock-on impact? Is that what you're saying? Aye, aye, I think changing the team too much uh, upsets a lot of them. I think, I yeah, think yeah. on Sunday, Alec, eh, I don't think he had much choice. If I'm honest, I think the exertions of Thursday night, and I'm talking about the the heavy pitch, the amount of running the guys put in, and then the emotional, uh, you know, side of it that drains these players as well. You told me you were knackered, and you only I, watched I, it. No, yeah. honest to God, it was as close as I felt of playing an actual game on Thursday night and Friday morning when I woke up. It was amazing. I, an unreal feeling But I think the players 
you know, they, those players who played that game, now I know through experience playing these late night games, they wouldn't have got to sleep. And I know there was a few videos <laughs> in a party, yeah. but even without alcohol or anything like that, they wouldn't have got to sleep to probably four or five in the morning. To ask them to play another international game, mm. the same guys on Sunday, it's a big ask. Alec, the thing is, results didn't go our way, and I, I, me or anyone else, we, we can't gloss over that. Th- those results weren't good enough. But I wonder about the nature of the performance on Sunday, Alec. Does the performance level not tell you that the changes didn't really impact us? Ah, Gordon, you can have the ball for 90 minutes, but at the end of the day, you can, as I said, have the ball for as much as you want during the game, but if you don't stick the ball in the pokey, you don't get nothing for it. No, I mean, but so, you've got uh, to, Alec, Alec, sorry, you've got to look, you're saying about playing the same team, you'd have cut the changes right away. Lyndon Dykes and uh, Andy Robertson, you know, who were who picked up Knox, uh, Dykes was suspended, so he had to make changes. I know that we can look back in that because of the disappointment of last night, but I, you know, you've got a squad there that Steve Clark trusts in, um, he put eight changes in, okay, we can argue was eight too many. I thought, see, see if I looked at Scotland on Sunday and thought, we didn't play particularly well, we deserved to lose, you know, it was a wrong decision. I'd be the first to say, but I thought that Scotland Steve Clark were a little bit unlucky and then we got undone last night. See, I get, I get all this, Gordon, and of course the performance level is a lot better than, than, than perhaps they have been. But what about the missed opportunity? And I know that largely, I said it at the start, it's the most successful international break we've had in 22 years. You, you cannot argue with that because it's the first time we've got to a major tournament. But there was so much more there for us and well within our grasp as well. There must be a bit of disappointment attached there. Yeah, I think so. But I'll go back to saying that I maybe thought eight was a big ass, Gordon. But yeah, you were forced into a few right away. But he obviously looked at the emotions of what happened on Thursday night. And Mark's right. As a player, whether you party after the celebrations or, or you go to your bed, you ain't sleeping for hours and hours and hours. The next day, you're very you're very tired and you just have to have a rest day and go on. But he might have just taken everything into consideration and decided, look, I believe in the players that are in the squad. I believe in the Coopers because, let's face it, People were shouting from the heavens about why is uh, Cooper not in the, uh, the starting eleven on Thursday when he's a captain of an English Premier League team. They were talking about why is McKenna not playing. They were talking about other players not playing. So there was players there that people have been on our phone and crying out for to start not yeah. just on Sunday and Wednesday and Thursday in the big yeah, game. Yeah, but Mark, I'm not necessarily talking about in the context of the changes. I'm talking about in the bigger picture. We were four points clear of, of Czech Republic going into those two games. Yeah. And and we didn't we didn't score in either of them. There's no doubt it's a huge opportunity missed. Uh, I mean, we were told, you know, if we get into the uh, into the the A group then uh, Basically guarantees is a World Cup playoff place now. What a double chance! Yeah. A double hit that would have been for his qualifying. That, but look, I don't think we can dwell on it too much. I think the Slovakia game on Sunday was our best option. I think watching Israel before and seeing the players that they had, I always uh, suspected that we would might have came undone in that game. But I think the game on Sunday was a big one, and maybe that's why Alex saying you should have just went with your full strength or what you had full strength to go into that game. But look, it's gone now. And uh, look, we need to just look forward to one major tournament rather than the big one in a couple of years' time. You have to be honest about it. it was it was a chance to top the section. We were focused on that. Like I said before, I think effort, endeavour. You can't fault the players for that in the, the two games. But the 
the little bit of quality was was missing when we needed it. We wanted to be top. We wanted to challenge ourselves in the A group. Well, it wasn't so long ago we were in the C group. So next time we'll be the another Nations League in the in Group B, and maybe maybe that will give us a little bit more time to keep building things. But the Nations League's gone. Uh, Euro 2020 or Euro Euro qualifying is is finished as well. We're there. We have to put that in the cupboard. We have to look forward to the World Cup draw with confidence and positivity. It's been a slow progress, you know. It, it didn't happen immediately. We have to keep working. We, we have to keep believing that we have goals in the team. I, th- I think 14, 15, maybe 16 shots tonight, seven on target. And like I said before, one or two of the chances were, were chances that, that at this level. If you want to be successful, there have to be goals. Williams and Dorset tonight. What did you make of it last night, William? Hi guys, uh, hope you're all well. Good, thanks. Uh, I was, uh, I was, I was quite disappointed with the game last night. It's for me. I think we've got a lot of quality in the starting lineup. Uh, again, we've got loads of Premiership players in there, Scottish Premiership players in there, doing really well for themselves and doing really well for their clubs at the highest level. Uh, however, I think where we're struggling at the minute is the guys that come off the bench. For instance, like Ollie McBurney, he's he's not firing all cylinders at the minute. Uh, Griffiths not firing all cylinders at the minute. I think it's maybe. In the next round of the games, I think it's maybe time to start bringing some of these under-21s coming through. Give them the opportunity to start building for the future. Uh, it's just what Steve Clark said there in his interview. It's maybe ta- It should be time to start building for the future. Because one one tournament in 23 years doesn't make us world beaters. It makes, us, it makes us successful through our back door. That's what's happened here. Right? We've been successful and we've got in through the back door. That is it. Right? We are not, we are not world beaters in... What we should do is start concentrating and bringing the under-21s through. Get rid of some of the guys on the day well at the minute and start bringing some of these young boys through. I think young young Johnson at Celtic, he's a bit of a talent. I'm a Rangers fan, but I think he's he's some talent. Ferguson, some talent. He he would come out of the midfield and he would push our three, well, three regular starting midfielders. I don't know what you, what you think about that, guys. Well, look, I don't think anybody's saying we're world beaters at William, I don't think um, we're at that stage yet. Um, and, and when under twenty one players, I uh, look. I agree with you. We've got some fantastic young under twenty one players. I, I like Ferguson. Um, I mean, Mikey Johnson's not played a lot. Of Mikey football. Johnson's He's been injured, been injured, for a injured long time. Um, but you could argue McCrory's had a good season as well. The the big one is the boy Billy Gilmore who's been injured. But you you suspect maybe come this summer that the opportunity might be there for them with an extra. Three, four months under their belt They could be chanting at the door But I mean the under 21s Let's be fair They had their chance to qualify And they fell um, at that hurdle as well Look our midfield just now When you're talking about You know them breaking in Our midfield just now are Ryan Jack, Callum McGregor and John McGinn You'll do well to break up that three uh, Even and, in the in the summer and, and to be fair William You said you, you did say you know To push those three But we've already got Stuart Armstrong John Fleck Kenny McLean Pushing those three So it's quite a congested area to be honest, I think I think Ferguson, I think Ferguson's an outstanding player at Aberdeen. McCrory, outstanding player. I don't understand mm. why Rangers would let him go. He was one for the future at Rangers, and I, I don't understand why they would let him go to Aberdeen, one of your rivals. Yeah, the problem really the problem is though, William, and you know, even if that's right, even if everyone listening is, is nodding away in agreement. The problem in the last couple of games Has been taking chances Our midfield's been brilliant John McGinn and, and Ryan Christie Callum yeah. McGregor Ryan Jack they, They've been great William and, and Stuart Armstrong played The middle game We've not even been able to To bring John Fleck along this time 
Um, but you know, Colin, bringing up Ross McCrory or Lewis Ferguson, that's that's not going to fix what we had wrong last think, night, is it? I think William's point there, though, that's the depth in the striker, William. I think you're right with that. Dykes has yeah. been the man that's come in. Yeah. McBurney, maybe not firing all cylinders, and Griffiths, isn't he? No, you know, I, I think Clark. I honestly think Steve Clark. He's a, he's a good manager, and he knows what he's want. You know, it, the, the team's always well disciplined. Uh, just the way the Kilmarnock the team is always well disciplined because they always got decent results. But I think he's slightly too loyal to some of these players that have no fire all cylinders at the minute, and I think he maybe needs mm. to drop them. But but like like who, William? Who who are you dropping and who are you replacing them with? To be honest, I'd bring under twenty ones up. Yeah, but who, so who? So, I, I would, so, I would, Lewis, so Lewis Ferguson and Ross McCrory instead of who? So I, I would I would drop McBurney straight away, and I'd drop Griffiths. Griffiths has had two settles in the last couple of games. You know what I mean? I could have finished him. And the fact of the matter is, he just hasn't. He's not been far all cylinders. Yeah. He hasn't been far all cylinders all season. I'd, I'd agree, but hold on, Gordon. Let me just finish, try and get an answer. But you can't play. Lewis Ferguson and Ross McCrory up front Who's starting on the 21s? Fraser Hornby Well there you go Have you seen Bring a lot of them? Give him the experience Give him the experience in the full national side Gordon you, You're putting some. You're putting somebody in the international team That you've never even seen play In front of one of the best strikers in Scotland In Lee Griffiths Yeah he missed a, he missed a good chance last night I've got to say But I fit Lee Griffiths when he's up and running and playing game after game as mm. one of the best strikers we've got. What if that doesn't happen, Gordon, between now and June? Because, you know, w- w- William is right. Both McBurney and Griffiths have missed chances, and that can happen. That, that, that's fine. Um, but what, you know, what if what if we can't rely on those two to have played a lot of football or a lot of goal scoring football between now and June? Well, if, if you're going before under 21s, there's a gap between under 21s and full international squad. The players I'm talking about now, Lauren Shankland is in the squad, but he's not getting a lot of game time with the, the team. You've got Nesbitt at Hibs is scoring goals and playing very well. It'll be interesting to see how his, his season develops. I don't think you can just look at this. There's Matt's right. Scotland under 21s didn't qualify. Greece beat his uh, home and away. So there's still a bit of progress to go with them. I think in the Euros, you might see the room for maybe one coming through. They're, they're talking mm. Billy Gilmore, for instance, because you, you're looking, you've got to cut that squad and you've still got guys like James Forrest, who's a, a, a big, big player for Scotland as well. So I don't think you can just rip up everything and say, right, let's start a game with under-21s. Remember, we've qualified here. Yes, there have been a few disappointing results in the last few days, but don't take any away for Thursday night. Okay, thank you to William and Dorset. 01419511025. A good time for you to get your calls in. And we're going to hear from someone who's been a key man of Stevie Clark's squad over recent times. We'll hear from him next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson's in the studio Gordon DL is isolating at home Here's a sentence I never thought I would say On the radio During the break Gordon DL sent me a picture of his horn um, It's his shoe horn though It's a it's a shoe horn Just Massive to be clear horn. Sorry Massive if anyone horn, just, just uh, crashed the car <laughs> uh, listening. The it's horn a, is here It's a shoe horn um, And he was telling us about this earlier in the show Because he's, he's isolating at the moment He's getting his hip operation next week So to prepare for the recovery process He's got a big shoe horn And what looks to me 
Um, is that a big sponge on a stick you've sent me? It's like a big pole with a sponge on the end so you can uh, wash yourself. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a sponge there, yeah, for your feet, you know, just to go under the toes, Gordy. And there's a, a thing <laughs> sponge there. Sponge on I a stick. For, aye. Uh, I'll get right, uh, I'll get everywhere that. I think you've got to put your sock on this thing and then pull it. And you fires your sock on I'm going to try that I'm going to have some fun tonight By the way oh, That sounds it I mean Curious Creatures Who always sends in Nice wee poems for us Is actually in for you tonight He says Just tuned in And I heard the big news The big op has been Long overdue He'll look a lot cooler With his fancy sock puller And his big horn To put on his shoes There we go <laughs> uh, You're all set up And good to go Right back to the football Enough about Gordon's horn Let's bring in Rob Who's in Kilmarnock tonight Hi Rob Hi, good evening Gordon, Mark And good evening Gordon I hope your operation goes well next week when it comes to you Thank you I'm going to say something probably to upset you Gordon I'm very much in the minority um, I don't think we're progressing as a nation in football and The last two results kind of quantify that And to win on penalty to qualify for the Euros um, You know, it's it's not good enough for me Um we are going to get found out and found out big time next year um, at these Euros. Um, I see no progress under Steve Clark. I don't mean that personally against the man. I just think as a nation, we're not producing the talent. I don't know where we go. And I know the, the euphoric band, and it's the first time we've qualified in so many years. I get that. But my concern is that we're going to go back to being the laughing stock, which I feel we were in the last two games against, with the greatest respect, they're really diddy teams, for one for a better way of putting it. We have the quality in the park. You know, you've got Arsenal players, you've got Liverpool players, you've got Starlets, young boys coming through. But we're just not good enough. And I'm concerned that next year we're going to be back mm. to being the laughing stock. And I, I realise I'm in the minority and it's just my own opinion. Well, so that's the thing. That's the beauty of it, Rob. You might be right. We might get hammered when it comes to the Euros. Just a couple of things to, to see if you'll elaborate for us then. Having not made a tournament for 22 years and then making a tournament, is that not dictionary definition of progress? 22 years progress. I was in the army the last time we qualified and I get pelters at that tournament. Um, no, no, I, listen, I, I get all that and I, I get it didn't go well, but you said we're not making progress. I'm just, I'm just wondering about that. You know, take a step back. To go from not making a tournament to making a tournament, sure by anyone's definition of the word, that's progress. Yeah, progress if it was four or you know eight years, but twenty-two years—that that's wilderness. That's 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 no progress. That's the wilderness. We've been out in the sticks in the wilderness, and it's you see these smaller nations, you know, Maltas and they're qualifying for stuff. And no, Malta Malt are not qualifying for anything. I mean, in the past, well, I don't think Malta have been. Maybe no Malta's the right team. Sorry, but there's smaller nations out there that produce less players than we get. We should be producing the best. We are a small nation, but there's talent out there. But for some strange reason. When we pull this Scottish jersey on, this confidence that they get for the club level to bring into the national team, it just goes. And I don't know if it's us, people, negative people like me, that are maybe getting to the team. I don't get it. But yeah, I'm a proud Scotsman. I want to see us doing good. I hope that we actually stuff the English on their own ground. You know, Lee Griffiths double free kicks. Where's he been? Why are we not getting them back up to speed? Why is it with this nation of ours that we go and we qualify 22 years and in two games and it's back to square one for me? That was... That was like three steps back Compared to what it was last well, week but, but Rob this is my point By the way I think a lot of what you're saying is valid we, We've got loads to go We need to improve We might get battered at the Euros But you say we're back at square one Back at square one is not in a tournament So we're not back at square one At all 
No, listen, we're in the tournament and I get that. So that's not square one then, is it? In my, well, technically it is in my opinion because for me, we should have walked that group. We should have absolutely trained. But Rob, Rob, why, why are you saying that? You know, you, you said, you know, we got beat uh, the last couple of games off and you said, no disrespect, we diddy teams. Look where Scotland have been. We have got no right to beat teams like Israel and Slovakia now. Czech we, Republic talked to group, Czech by the way, Republic, we were yeah. saying. We, in years gone by, from the 90s to the 80s to the 70s, yes, we expect Scotland to go there and beat teams like us. But for 22 years, we've we've got no right to go and beat teams like us. So when you say we're going to get found out, we have been found out for years. So the, the game on Thursday night is a clear progression. And yes, I think we're all disappointed that we've now got a shot at Group A and a, a World Cup qualifier. But I think we've got to give the boys a lot of credit. And Steve Clark, when you're saying you don't see any progress, I do see progress for Steve Clark as well. And I see a team that looks like they are playing for each other and playing together. I didn't see that maybe a couple of years ago, even when we had Gordon Stratton and good teams under Gordon Stratton and even Alex McLeish, I did see a lot of individuals. I can see a team unit now and that's the progress I see. Gordon Deal. I agree with uh, Mark's uh, words there about a team unit. <clears throat> I know it's been disappointing, of course it is, and you can go back to the four games with one, two and penalty kicks, but we've never been in a tournament for 22 years, 23 years. We've got there, we've got to celebrate it. The way I look at progress is the fact that I do think we are playing a team. I think that a long time ago I'd lost the love of international football, I've got to be honest. I've got it back because of the way we're playing as well. I keep going back to Sunday. I thought we played very well Sunday. And another day, we would have won that game, won that game comfortably. We've been away from home and played very well. So there's a lot of progress to be made. There's a lot of people on here talking about what's happening under 21s. We're talking about players that can't even get in the squad just now. For And they're talking about the competition for the Euros next year. Yes, Steve Clark, the manager's already come out and admitted it. We've got to still do better. But at least we're on the right road, I think. I'd rather much be in this path than being what we've been for the last 22 years. And Mark's right, we played as individuals. I see a team that want to fight for each other, want to get together, want to, you know, do their best for each other and want to achieve things. We're a younger team with one or two experienced players, but we've got a lot of good youth coming through as well. I just think there's a bright future there. I know we're disappointed in the fact that we had a good lead. And everybody thinks, oh, it's back to those same negative stuff and, you know, this performances and we get beaten results and they bring up the negativity. I think we've got to go forward and be positive. All right, thank you to Robin Kilmarnock. Let's bring in Ken and see what his take on things is. Hi, Ken. Hi, how's it going? How's it going? How are you feeling, Mr. DL? You all right there? I'm feeling wonderful, sir. Hey, forget him. What about the football, Ken? <laughs> Uh, well, I was saying, but just, I mean, I, I've been watching the Scotland game since 1977, and in all that time, I've only missed two or three of them. Football's not my favourite sport, but I'm, I'm, I never missed a Scotland game if I can help it. Now, when we were qualifying back then, we were, yeah, still losing games, but by the odd goal, usually a, a wee deflection, a bit of bad luck. And since since 98, we've been shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, the midfield was losing cheap balls, the defence wasn't communicating. And the strikers weren't doing anything. But now under Steve Clark, you look at the last two games, the midfield is communicating. It's been quite very good. Uh, I like to look at the defence. Can be improved. 
you know, and I can see us now back to, or getting back to where we were uh, at our team performance, when we were qualifying on a regular basis. I think he needs to look at the, the, the strikers. I mean, he likes to, in the last two games, he seems to have liked to have ended with two strikers and McBurney and Griffiths. I'd like to see him start with two. You know, Dykes and Griffiths or Dykes and someone else that's on for him. Not McBurney. Not McBurney, you know. And then we'll all, be, we'll all get better. I do see improvement. Mark, what's the, what have the main positives been? Because, I mean, so far, the, the calls have sort of led you to believe that there haven't been any positives no, no. Um, from the last week. And even if you do think that, that that were rubbish, I mean, surely you can admit there have been positives yeah. from, from the last no, I think week. Yeah, I think there's huge positive. I, I think with the way we've been playing now, Ken touches on um, years gone by and, and some of our failures, um, individual performances, midfielders not being good enough, the strikers, you know, not doing it. And defensively, we were losing goals. I think we just look a much tighter unit. I think our midfield looks incredibly strong and I think we've found a target man that suits the the formation that Steve Clark wants to play. In terms of playing two up front, well, it's because we've been chasing the game. I don't think Steve Clark will go out and, and put two out-and-out strikers up front. I think Lyndon Dykes has got that role down to a T. If he can continue his good form, then... It looks like someday we could rely on. Didn't and we've quite got the guys. For him last night though. It didn't. It didn't. And that's the problem. I think we need somebody who's consistent enough. Who, if he's not doing it, then comes on. Ollie McBurney just now. Yes, he is getting a lot of stick. He isn't playing well enough. I think that's maybe the weakness within us that we haven't got uh, another guy that London Dykes isn't doing it. We'll just switch him and we can stay the same shape. Everything seems to change a wee bit. But I think there's been huge improvements. I, I think the players look like they enjoy playing together and they enjoy doing the dirty side of the game for each other. I think that's a huge thing to have in a team. Gordon, over the last week, what have been the positives for you? I'm assuming you've got some. I'm not sure the callers agree, but... Uh, the biggest one, qualifying for a tournament. Uh, that's what we've got to look at. I but what within that then, specifically? Within that, within that, I I like the fact that the positive for me was the manager being strong in his his selection, especially on Thursday night. I like the fact that we've got now competition for places. Um, are we the finished article? Of course we're not. We're Scotland. Of course we're not. But I would much rather go down this path and look at the squad that we've got. With Steve Clark, I think we've found the positive. I think we've found a formation that certainly Steve Clark likes and the players like. That's the most important thing. Now you can fit players round about that, and you can change it. We've we can change it, and we showed that on Sunday when we went to a back four and go two up top. So we can play that two up top. We've got competition. Our midfield looks very good. The the three of Jack McGregor and McGinnon there. I think looks very strong with competition with Armstrongs and McLeans. You've got Christie, who I thought first half last night just ran himself into the ground, and you've got Ryan Fraser, who was brilliant with Dykes. I think if we can get Lee Griffiths backfiring, I think we can get stronger. And then somebody from, you know, that's it's not been thought about yet. They now maybe a Nesbit coming this season and keep scoring goals for Hibs. Someone like that could could 
bounce into the, the squad and, and get his goals as well. So I think we've got a lot of positives, but I'm not kidding myself on. I can understand where the callers are coming from being a bit negative. We've still a lot of work to do, but the biggest positive is we're at the Euros. Ken, lots of calls, lots of tweets along the lines of Scotland aren't progressing, we're rubbish, etc. What would you say in response then? Well, I mean, like see the, the last caller who said we're going to be embarrassed in the summer of the Euros. To my recollection, we've never got past the group stages in the Euros. You know, I mean, if you look at the last two games, uh, as I said, as Mark said, there is a better team play. There's better team play. If you look, you'll see there is improvement. Yeah, we need to improve more, right? But even when we were qualifying before, the great players that we had, I mean, I'm a Celtic fan, and to me, even Kenny Douglas, right, didn't play for Scotland as he could have done. Other teams have had great players who haven't done it as well. I mean, look at when that tournament where Iceland knocked England out and Portugal won. Ronaldo didn't score until the final. You know, he was posted missing most of it. You know, so players will play differently for the national team because they're not getting the same uh, level of player feeding them. You know, so they've got to bear all this in mind as well. But if you look at the way we've been in the last few games, unless they're blind, they've got to see improvement. OK, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. That was Ken on the line. It's a great time to call. We're going to get some travel with Stephen, and you could be up next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. You can get in touch on the phones and on Twitter. Craig Baxter says, in regards to last night's game, I wasn't bothered if we won or not. I think Group B is our level at this time. A great performance, though. We'd get pumped against teams like Spain and France et al He says um, Grant is on Pointing out that Scotland qualified via a back door Then a penalty shootout um, If Scotland hadn't qualified If Scotland hadn't qualified for the tournament And then had those two results Would the Tartan Army be calling for Clark to be replaced? <laughs> I mean hold on a minute We can't change history And go back in time And say Can we not qualify So we can question the manager? That's just incredible I, th- I mean that sums up Some of the mood uh, uh, What's followed us about For the last few years Steve Clark Has got us to the tournament Why are we suggesting To go back and say Oh if he didn't Would he be under pressure Come on Give the guy a break uh, I mean Gordon Grant might be right I, I don't know That old Scottish phrase Does spring to mind though About you know If my auntie had You know She'd be my uncle Etc I, I don't know is, is there a point for you in, in assessing what would have happened If we hadn't beat Serbia? No um, Because I think that there's Unfortunately for us Gordon And you know everybody's entitled to their own opinion I think there's people out there negative About whether it's the Scotland team Whether it's about the Scotland manager Well you know you get that That's just part of life You've just got to look at it There'd be nothing negative for me Of course no, To be fair you can't say that There can't be nothing negative When we had such a big opportunity Over the last two games You can't say there's nothing negative Yes, yes but the, the way I'm looking at it Gordon Is we are I think me personally I think we're in a better position I think we'll be looking at the squad of players I think we've found a few things out Now I think a lot of people will agree That Steve Clark's the best guy for a job just now some won't, but I think the majority will. I think we'll agree that we've got a real good young squad. I think we've got a good backup. I think we've got a good system. We've still got plenty, plenty work to do. Of course we have. We're not denying that. Um, but 
I just think that whether we come in the back door, whether it was penalty kicks, whether it was a fluky goal, whether it was a bad referee decision, I don't really care. It's about getting to a tournament for us, and we achieved that. So let's cut the manager a bit of slack in the last two games. I didn't see see if we'd have played poorly Sunday and Wednesday. Then I can understand people coming on saying, well, I can be a bit negative towards uh, Clark and the Scotland team. I didn't think we played particularly poor. I thought Sunday we played well, and I thought last night, first half, we played well. But unfortunately, I thought second half, and you've got to give them credit, they played some good football, they've got some good players, and the goal was outstanding. They beat us. So... I still think there's a lot of positives there, but I keep saying it again, Gordon. Still a lot of work to be done. Right, let's bring in John Paul, who's in Mary Hill tonight. Hi, John Paul. Hi, Gordon, and uh, hi, Gordon and Mark. Uh, I just, uh, it's quite baffling how people can go back to being so negative <laughs> so quickly. Um, I can't even believe people have been negative about it. I just wanted to just talk about, well, first of all, I wanted to echo Hugh Cavens' uh, um, thoughts on the programme last Thursday night because it was genuinely brilliant. So uh, there you go. There's compliments so. your way. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and, you know, obviously so great to see Scotland finally qualify again. I mean, I was 18, end of my first year at uni, the last time we qualified for France 98. And it uh, seems like a long, long time ago. So I'm just completely delighted. But, the reason I wanted to call tonight was just um, three years ago I, I lost my dad today um, and uh, I just wanted to uh, tell you a wee story about when I uh, was 12 with my dad. He took me on a, a boating holiday down at, um, do you know, Little Cumbry, you know, Millport yep. area. And there's the, the, the Largs training complex, like the big, is that the sports facility where folk uh, go to get their coaching badges and stuff like that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, we stayed in there and uh, we went down for breakfast um, and we happened to be in the canteen with the Scotland squad at the time. So it was just me, my dad and the Scotland squad. And there's no word to lie that actually <laughs> happened. And, and I went up with my tray like, next to like, I'm pretty sure it was uh, like it was Billy Miller, Alec McQuish, uh, Paul McStay. You know, they, they must have been preparing for Euro 92. So it must have been some sort of training thing there. And I was like just a wee wide-eyed guy, just like standing next to the Scotland squad in in a canteen, you know, with a, with a tray, and uh, you know, I said right to I think Gordon Strachan was there, I think, and uh, it was just brilliant. And my dad, you know, encouraged me to to go to football matches and took me to football matches. Gordon, we were at the '94 Cup final at Ibrox, where you had your. Uh, your glory yeah, moment, man and match, <laughs> lucky. <laughs> um, but I, it was just, uh, I, I just wanted to pay tribute to my dad, and and I was thinking of him last Thursday. He was, he was from Bradford, so was 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 English, but I'd lived in Scotland since sort of like the late seventies, uh, sorry, early eighties. So he'd become an adopted Scot, and uh, he would have been, you know, as delighted as I was that uh, that we made a, a tournament. So. Less of the negativity. Do you know what? It's a great story, John Paul, and I'm sure your dad would have absolutely loved it uh, on yeah. Thursday night. Mark, I, I think talk about a bit of perspective. You know, I, I, after yeah. the, the, the some of the the stuff we've been kind of debating, surely there is a middle ground here. There is room to be a little bit concerned about what you saw in the last couple of days. Room to be acknowledging that there's work to be done, acknowledging that we need to get better ahead of the Euros. 
But also to just try For once Shake off that old Scottish thing that we do and, and try and understand what Thursday night meant What it will still mean to a whole generation of kids Regardless of what we did last night Or, or on Sunday And try just a little bit to find the middle ground Because yeah. surely there's enough to be positive about Whilst acknowledging all the other stuff yeah. Of course, I mean the last week put things into perspective We've actually achieved something great Our players and management have achieved something great for the country And it'll be in the memories uh, <laughs> A lot of people for a long time now over the weekend and last night We just missed out on an opportunity Nothing's dead for us I mean we could do it the hard way And still get to the World Cup The door isn't closed for us So we missed out on an opportunity So it's not a disaster But what we achieved is so much greater Than you know if you have to give fans If we're talking about going back in time Putting Steve Clark under pressure You have to give fans a choice Win it in penalties the way we did on Thursday Or win these two games and get promoted to Group A Everybody would be on here saying I tell you what We'll take the Thursday night I wonder if timings Get anything to do with this I wonder had we Lost those two games Then won the penalty oh, shootout yeah, Tonight Tonight game. would feel so different Wouldn't yeah. it It's a different game But I mean even That story there from John Paul About you know The memories of his dad And how he would have loved To have seen a tournament Fantastic And there'll be a lot of You know Fathers with their sons And daughters And mums and uh, You know Witnessing that moment last Thursday And it'll be something that sticks in our head For a long time To have it a week later That people are then Criticising It's just you incredible can, yeah, You can still criticise still criticise But let's not go overboard With the criticism Alright John Paul Do you know what That was a great story I think some of us needed it tonight Thank you very much John Paul We'll speak to you Pleasure. soon Good yeah. man That was John Paul And Mary Hill takes us up to this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Your chance to win a signed ball But only if you get more questions right Than Mark Wilson or Gordon DL Gordon DL was telling me all about a master plan That he's got to try and cheat from home It's never going to work So I feel pretty confident about it If you want to play tonight You have to call us before 7 o'clock 0141 951 1025 Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson's here Gordon DL's in his living room Self-isolating Ahead of his big hip operation Next week I can't wait Seeing the aftermath Mark I, I just Of all the downsides Of this tier 4 uh, Carry on I wonder if this is going to Kill my plan To have you Or Roger Hanna Go along And do the show From the edge of his, his Hospital bed You know in like a, a Charles Green Jim White fashion <laughs> I, I can just that. see him with the surgical st- the surgical oh stockings God. on I the hospital that. gown. Oh, we can't even go visit you, can we? Bring you up a, a big pile <laughs> I'm of grapes. Delighted. <laughs> I'm delighted with that, Wilson. Do, do you know what? By the way, funnily enough, it must be something about this time of year. Exactly a year ago, one year ago this weekend, the three of us in my living room. Remember that? That was a year ago. That was a year ago. No way. That doesn't seem a year ago. Remember, Daz was annoying Chins annoying your missus With stupid questions during the advert Slagging her coffee as well She's still not forgiving him for that by the way uh, I must admit um, uh, What are you doing just now Daz? What, what are you actually, you in your pyjamas Sitting there eating a pizza? No, I'm not having a pizza I'm an athlete, I get fat shamed last week I'm not having a pizza <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm, I'm having a cup of tea Sitting here in my recliner I hope you've not got any sugar in that tea. That's calories. Right. I know. I felt no. I felt bad. He did. That's exactly what happened. He got fat shamed in his Scotland <laughs> top last week. It was funny. Do you know what? It was. It was. He's always on to me. Funny about it. He deserves it. Right. Anyway, enough about that. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Roger's already been in touch to say end of the bed I want to perform the operation <laughs> to be fair if there was one member of the team you would oh, trust, right. you would trust uh, I think it would be Roger Hanna let's meet tonight's Beat the Pundit contestant his name is Kieran he's a St Mirren fan how's it going Kieran? I'm not bad to use not going to lie Kieran I'm a little bit suspicious right because every time I bring a caller on it says their name the team they support and, and where they're from but yours just says Kieran St Mirren and then outside Glasgow are you some sort of Fugitive Or are you just scared That people will slag you If you lose Eh uh, we'll go for No comment with that then <laughs> Right okay oh. Sorry I asked <laughs> I don't know what we're Dealing with here See if one of you two lose You're getting a visit From Kieran Glasgow Where'd you stay Kieran He can't tell you That's the point Why He doesn't want to He's private What's your second name We'll find you <laughs> <laughs> Look him up Good luck with that <laughs> Why Kieran's a man of mystery Oh, oh right. I, I, It's your I, ball I, Kieran It's your ball Scrap the quiz Send them let's, on let's Send them on Fire questions at Kieran <laughs> Heads it is near, Heads it's Mark Wilson Tails it's Gordon DL oh, I've dropped the coin and everything oh, Right Aggies is mere tight My question Kieran Nah that's fine right. I've got it back <laughs> And it's heads It is Mark Wilson Which is just It's probably for the best Right Gordon DL played the other night Did you win actually Remind me No, no you lost. I lost Remember you cheated with this one He lost He phoned me the next day Mark And he actually thinks that He can, He could in theory Shout on his his Google Hey Google Play Clyde one super scoreboard And then hear the answers While Kieran's taking part <laughs> And then Come back and play So uh, We'll get around that tonight By putting you in the hot seat uh, As the coin requests So I'll give Mark some Clyde too uh, Right Kieran From outside Glasgow 30 seconds on the clock You're head to head with Mark And you can pass That's all you need to know Are you ready? Yep Go for it Let's do it Who are Celtic's next Europa League opponents? Pass. Name any player who started all three of Scotland's recent games John McGinn Where did Rangers sign George Edmondson from? Stockholm Who replaced Craig Brown as Scotland manager? Uh, Betty Votes Outside the old firm, who's the top scorer in the Scottish Premiership this season? Uh, pass Just guess one, guess another player in the Premiership, go on uh, Dodge Right okay Let's bring Mark Wilson back Mark can you hear us Yeah Same set of questions to you 30 okay. seconds on the clock Time starts now Who are Celtic's Next Europa League opponents Spark Prague. Name any player Who started all three Of Scotland's recent matches Cal McGregor Where did Rangers Sign George Edmondson from Pass Who replaced Craig Brown As Scotland manager Better votes Outside the old firm Who is the top scorer In the Scottish Premiership This season Nesbitt Which, oh, side, which side Are Hearts playing tomorrow uh, Dundee In what year Did Pep Guardiola Join Man City 2014 Okay Okay Kieran From outside Glasgow How do you think it went I know very well Well I don't think He went very well either Did he <laughs> No wasn't he great Bye. He was hopeless Right let's find out Who are Celtic's Next Europa League opponents Sparta Prague Gordon you were loving that There weren't you Hearing the mushroom oh, yeah. toil Oh he was He was, he was all over the place <laughs> uh, Sparta Prague though He went 1-0 in front Name any player Who started all three Of Scotland's games You had the choice Of Ryan Christie John McGinn And Kieran Tierney Not oh. Callum McGregor Kieran Tierney Wasn't even subbed uh, Well done to Kieran He got John McGinn And he <laughs> equalises <laughs> uh, Where did Rangers Sign George Edmondson from It's Oldham Nah, when they've got that Kieran didn't oh, get that he, Should I hear Kieran's? 
I, I, Kieran was even worse than you on that to be fair But I don't want to slag him too much in case he kills me um, Number four Who replaced Craig Brown as Scotland manager Bertie Vokes You both got yeah, it Yeah, did Kieran get that? You did Ah, you're smart Kieran So I stopped trying to suck up to Kieran In case he does <laughs> you In case he's waiting you outside the studio uh, Outside the old firm Who's the top scorer in the ah. Premiership this season? Lewis Ferguson It's Lewis Ferguson ah. Kieran didn't get it either He went Dodge You went Nisbet You yeah. both of them He's, both he's, he's joint top with, with James Tavernier Kieran ended there though You had two more questions You've got You're like Scotland You've got two goals two here at, at top in the group oh, Which yeah. side are Hearts playing tomorrow? Oh, Dunfermline You get that oh, wrong Oh I've got the D right uh, They played Dundee like two weeks ago so didn't they? Did. So it's not going to be them again Aye. And in what In what year did Pep Guardiola join Man City? 1st of February 2016 Oh no <laughs> It was a tiebreaker Has it? Oh, it was so a tiebreaker Two okay. all Right Kieran I'm going to ask the question I'll get Mark to write his answer down And I'll then Invite you to give me your attempt, okay? Right, go for it. Good man. The question is this: How many goals have been scored in the 2019-2020 Scottish Cup so far? So we've only got the final to go. How many goals have been scored in the entire 2019-2020 Scottish Cup so far? Mark, write your answer down and show me it, please. Okay, Kieran, what's your <laughs> attempt? My miles. Go far. 185 <laughs> You're both absolutely miles out But it's just I mean, going to depend oh. Kieran said 185 Mark said 110 Yeah The answer is 404 Which means Kieran <laughs> From outside Glasgow Wins the ball Kieran Well done Kieran You don't need to do it on air But you'll need to tell somebody where you live So we can s- send the signed ball Is that okay? Mm. I, I have a bit of giveaway Supports at Vernon He only gets at Vernon fans and plays Ah right We've narrowed it down We've narrowed it down And <laughs> you can send one of your boys Round to the studio later <laughs> for it He's only saying that now Because he's won Well done Kieran I know Kieran and Paisley Well done to you Winner of the signed ball Wilson had an absolute mare well, Aye Aye That was a shocker there yeah, You were all over the place you get it Missed opportunity uh, Gordon I'm just wondering Actually Is it definitely the, is, the hip operation Or are you kidding us on Is there some sort of Are you going As part of Pep's Backroom staff After he signed his new deal Are you, are you rejoining City or Well I wouldn't I wouldn't have a horn And a sponge Sitting next to me If I was going with Pep Wouldn't I So <laughs> it's it's certainly the other one, Gordon, and I'm not looking forward to it. Let me just uh, convince you of that. Roger Hanna is wondering because you've made no secret of in the in the past that Wednesday night is your bath night, and you listen to the show while you're in the bath, which is not ideal. It kind of throws me off focus a little bit. Um, mm. But Roger wants to know how you got in and out of the bath last night, given that you're so incapacitated. No, I'm okay. I'm okay just now. Um, you know, got one of the heavy chairlift things that you go in. No, that that Mark, that's coming next. That's getting fitted tomorrow. Let me say. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm okay just now, but I think in the next coming weeks, it'll uh, the bath night will be a sure night. Mm. I you know what you've got to do. You've got to put together a wee video a year, a wee yeah, vlog of your uh, hospital show, visit, yeah. and that not <laughs> not in the show. Oh. No. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> you get into the hospital, <laughs> you with your gown on, with your eye. Are you serious? Ah, yes. Of course. Uh, do, do, listen, forget that. I've, I've to go in at the weekend and get a COVID test. Now imagine sticking one of the things up my beat. <laughs> That's that's got to be the, that's got to be that's got to be horrendous. The big thing out of gladiators they no. used to fight in the podium. With. One of them up the nose. It'll be it'll be the world's first telescopic cotton wool swab. Won't it? 
<laughs> See like the window cleaner uses to get to the high rise flats. <laughs> Go back a bit, mate. <laughs> I alright, Mushroom. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel bad for you, but at least you'll be pain free soon. Uh, but we hope so, right? Gordon DL's at home. Mark Wilson's in the studio, and they want to hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Whether it's Scotland last night or over the weekend Maybe you're already looking ahead to this weekend Because it's pretty soon And we've got massive domestic fixtures So we'd be delighted to talk about them as well uh, We'll tell you a lot about the big punishment for George Edmondson and Jordan Jones as well Just something to mark your card with In about 10 minutes time You know we always do the full time teaser It's just a bit of fun But tonight we're taking it up a notch We're actually going to give you the chance to win a prize On the full time teaser So we'll put Gordon and Mark through their paces And thanks to Thompson's personal injury solicitors The guys over there have been very kind to us uh, We're going to give you the chance to win a beer fridge A case of beer, pies, bovril A whole football survival pack For watching the games at home So stay tuned, I'll tell you more about that later Let's bring in Martin from Falkirk tonight Hi Martin Hi, hi guys, how are you doing? Not bad Martin, tonight's ca- calls have been split firmly into two camps Mostly those who are raging about Scotland last night and think we're hopeless And we flicked it into the Euros And a couple of others who are a bit more optimistic and positive Which camp are you in? Both, um, if it's possible um, okay. I'm upset that we failed with two games, typical Scotland style um, But I'm still hopeful um, for next year for the uh, for the Euros but not only just because of the squad that we have that Clark seems to have assembled and got a nice wee kind of mentality going taking those two results aside um, but more for the future because by the time next year comes we've got Porteous we've got Turnbull we've got Gilmore um, Lewis Ferguson all these boys could easily make the squad next year young exciting talent I think right now we should be optimistic about what's going to happen next year um, and based on oh, I'm sorry guys um, Based on um, The young squads That we could potentially have Next year um, That are really Really exciting Granted um, Gilmore And um, Turnbull Have to get more game time yeah. um, For the clubs um, But I really think I'm optimistic for next year uh, Gordon you're right. That ambulance wasn't for you Was it? No no oh, no you're fine. Good to ask it Double checking um, What do you make of Martin's point Mark It's going to be a heck of a race For people To try and force their way in Because that was a 26-man squad we named for that triple header. It didn't include James Forrest, remember, because he's out injured. Only 23 will get picked for the Euros. Now, if you add Ferguson and or Gilmore and or Turnbull and or Nesbitt to that mix, yeah. there's going to be some disappointed players there. There is. It's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. Steve Clark has, has got one tough job coming up from now until June. Or when will the squad be submitted? Probably May, something like that along those lines. Players are desperate... To get into that squad uh, And it'll make for a good season For us You know Everyone knowing that No matter where their team is You know Say the, the Motherwell boys Declan Gallagher Stephen O'Donnell They may not be competing At the top end for the title But they're still desperate To perform well Week in week out Steve Clark's got a whole host of players He's probably going to have a pool About 30, 35 players That he's realistically looking at To pick from It's going to be a <laughs> Tall order Whittling that down And some There will be some heartbreak We've heard stories Throughout the years A heartbreak of Players getting left out And the phone call From the manager It's going to be the same This time round Martin what are the other Main positives you've taken away From Whether it's the last three games The, the last couple of months Because there's A lot of disappointment Around today Given what happened In the last two What are you, what are you clinging on to To cheer you up The fact that we've done it With the Mars uh, I mean I know these two Mark, in a sense, I mean, it's 
Scotland's have to say because those won't affect us for another three, what, three, four years or something, um, whenever the World Cup in Qatar is. Um, but for, for the even now, I'm just happy that we've qualified for a major tournament for the first time since 1998, uh, was it 1998, yeah. 1998. Um, I'm in the generation like you, Gordon, where I haven't seen, or well, I didn't remember when we qualified because I was so young. Um, so I'm happy in that sense. I mean, it's older generations who have been um, suffering a wee bit. Um, it had good times, should I say. Um, and for the likes of us, this is the first taste of it. So I'm clinging on to it um, right now that we can do well. Um, I think we're in a group with what, England and Croatia and Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Um, three very tough um, games, but recently against England, we've put a good performance in. We haven't really been a, a walkover in that sense. Um, and that was with a team that wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Next year's going to be different with a better group of players and potentially more better younger players. I think we can make a really good go of it. I'm not going to say we're going to get through that group, but I really think we can make a good name for ourselves. I'm all for thinking positive, Mark. I love it. I think the fact, you know, why not? Why not? Why not have high expectations? Why not want to go there and do well? Fine. Yeah. That's great. But I, I wonder if... How do we find that sort of tempering those expectations where we've we've not been in a tournament in twenty two years? We're now going to one where we're obviously the the lowest ranked team within that group, and, and already we're talking about it. Already, some people are on talking about you know what a disaster it will be if if we get embarrassed at the Euros. I mean, surely we whilst wanting to do well, obviously, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Does there need to be a little bit of taking it a step at a time and, and seeing where we end up? Of course, we will because the the big um, the big picture we'll get is probably at the turn of the year when uh, the squad meets up again in March. Is it? So we'll we'll get a better idea where we stand. There's still a lot of ground to cover between now and next June, and uh, and we'll get a better idea how we're playing, how the squad has developed, what younger players are in the mix come round about that period. But look, I remember you know '96 and is going to England, and I remember watching that game thinking we are going to get battered here, and it didn't quite turn out like that against Holland. Thought we're on to doing here. And it, they got a decent result. So you never know what can happen in these tournaments. So there's a lot, a long way to go before we get a fair idea. And a lot of players will come into Steve Carter sinking before that date. 7th December is a good date for your diary. That's the World Cup draw. We're in pot three, which again, I know a lot of people saying we're not making progress. Well, we were in pot four. We're now in pot three. Still a lot to be done. We could get two real heavy hitters, but... Um, Never know One to watch with interest And see who comes out the hat On December 7th Let's hear a bit From a man who certainly Know the inner workings Of the Scotland Backroom staff Because he was part of it Commandant boss Alex Dyer He thinks Stevie Clark Will stay loyal To the players That helped him Get to Euro 2020 And he doesn't expect Many places in the squad To be up for grabs He does think The likes of, of Eamon Brophy And Stuart Finlay And his team though, Will be targeting Getting back in To those limited spots Obviously the last Couple of games You know when they've Lost 1-0 It's, it's it's hard to take, but um, overall, it's been a brilliant camp. It's been a good year, and there's been a lot of improvement. So may that continue. I hope so. I hope so. The the, the two boys you mentioned are are good lads. You know, what I mean, they're working hard. Um, they've had a taste of it, and they want to get a taste of it again. So as um, long as they do well for Commander, which is the first thing, and then you know, what I mean, if they do well, then it's up to the gaffer, you know, to to make that choice. You know, all they can do is work hard for, for Kilmarnock. You know, you may only get it once in your lifetime and this is a big opportunity. So they want to they wanna have a taste of it, you know. And um, the lads that have got him there, I'm sure he'll, 
it will be good and you'll stand by them as well. There's only going to be a few places up for grabs. I don't think there's going to be too many. You know, as long as the ones that have got in there keep training and keep working hard, I would feel that they'd be the ones who hold the cards. And then the rest of them is you fight for them few places that are, are left. What do you think, Gordon? Is that is that accurate for you? There are only a couple of spaces up for grabs? Or, or would you expect the natural... You know, occurrence of, of injuries and loss of form to mean that actually that we might see a bit of upheaval in that squad. Maybe a bit of both, but I think that Steve Clark tends to be loyal to the guys that achieved it and got them there. Um, he's got a big squad. He's got to trim that squad, and there's still a couple of players that probably would have been in that squad, like i.e. the James Forrest of this world. Fleck was about the squad. You've got, you know, I know Ryan Fraser was was missing and and players like that, but. Um, yeah, I think the majority of them, Gordon, will certainly be the guys that lead us into the Euros. Uh, but there's always a, a curveball. There's always someone that just appears at the right moment, the right form, that catches eye, that could could win a place. Now, at this time on the show, every night we always do the full-time teaser, and largely it's just a bit of fun. It's still just a bit of fun, but we're giving you the chance to get involved tonight and win a nice special prize as well, thanks to Thompson's personal injury solicitors. I'll tell you all about it and give you the question next. Taking your calls on Scottish football, 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson's here. Gordon DL is isolating at home, but he's on the show nevertheless. Thanks to the wonders of modern technology, there is still plenty of time to get your call in. We're here until 8 o'clock, so let's hear from you. 0141 951 1025. Heavy punishments given to Jordan Jones and George Edmondson for their coronavirus breaches. What do you make of it? I'll tell you all about it after we do this. Full time teaser with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. More than a million paid in compensation every week. This is good. I'm excited about this because every night on the show at this time we do the full time teaser. Now what happens is you send in the questions, we put it to the pundits and we see if they can come up with all the answers between now and the end of the show. But every Thursday on the full time teaser we're taking it up a notch. We're going to give you the chance to win a football survival pack for watching the games at home with our friends at Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Tonight you've got the chance to win a brand new beer fridge, a case of beer to go in it, pies courtesy of Pie Sports Scotland and Bovril as well. Gordon, that would be perfect for you while you're isolating. Oh, unbelievable. Can I play? No, you cannot. Well, you're going to play but for free. You're not You're not getting anything. Now, all you need to do at home is correctly answer tonight's full-time teaser. The guys are going to try and do it in the studio and you need to try and do it at home. Send us one tweet with all the correct answers on it before 7.45 tonight. You need to be 18 or over, full teas and Caesar at Clyde1.com and we're going to do it every Thursday on the full-time teaser thanks to Thompson's personal injury solicitors H- now. Hold on a minute. So somebody... Are we still shouting at the answers? Yes. So somebody can listen to us shouting at the answers and then just tweet. But you won't have them all by quarter to eight and they need to get their answers in by quarter to eight. Oh, right. right. Ah, okay. It's almost like we thought this through, you know, before we did it. Right, ah. tonight's question is this. Here's what you need to answer. Thank you to Chris and Colsyth who sent it in. Name the ten... <laughs> Chris and Colsyth no, just entered the competition. <laughs> Very possibly. <laughs> Name the ten non-UK players who've represented an old firm club at the Euros since and including Euro 2004. So name the 10 non-UK players who've represented an old firm club at the Euros since and including Euro 2004. If you're playing along to this competition at home, 
Go Send us a tweet With all ten And get it in Before quarter to eight You need to get them all right Mark Wilson What are you thinking Larson to Late Henrik Larson Larson yeah Yeah Well done He was at Euro 2004 With Celtic uh, Freddie Lundberg mm, No No um, So they have to have been with <coughs> Oh the, with the, the club Yeah represented right. um, From club at the tournament Pedro Mendes No <laughs> Good start Yeah great you. start Well done Catuso. Uh, no Oh, Johan Mialbi Yes, Johan Mialbi uh, Euro 2004 He was with Celtic at the time And went to the Euros with Sweden Ulrich Larsson No Hmm I thought he was there with Denmark Was it Brian Loudrup? Oh, no Nope No 2004, of course Four, Who was it for with Rangers? One does You fell asleep in that recliner No, 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 no No, I'm not even Googling as well Mm. Um, <laughs> See, the more you say that I don't think it gives you the answer I can hear him typing into his iPad <laughs> No I've no actually Right we'll leave it there Because the race is on for you at home It's a new thing we've got going on a Thursday night You can take part in the full time teaser And win yourself that brilliant prize Thanks to Thompson's personal injury solicitors Name the 10 non-UK players Who've represented an old firm club at the Euros Since and including Euro 2004 Johan Mialbi and Henrik Larsson Gravison, no No You two can leave it there But on Twitter you need to get thinking You've only got 15 more minutes to send us a tweet With all 10 correct answers on it uh, To be in with a chance of winning Right, 01419511025 Got a funny feeling some of you will have an opinion on this So let's hear it Jordan Jones And George Edmondson Have both been handed Seven game bans After breaching Covid-19 restrictions Now the pair You'll remember Went to a house party In Glasgow After the side's 1-0 win against Kilmarnock On the 1st of November Both have been handed An immediate suspension By the club But will now be forced To set out the next Seven domestic games It's obviously a hectic period Of football coming up um, Games against Aberdeen Falkirk Ross County and the United Mullow St Johnson And Hibs What do you think of that Understandable Rangers fans Is it too harsh Are you of a mind To compare it to other uh, Punishments that have been Handed out Let us know 01419511025 Mark what's your take on it um, Listen my opinion Is it Of it Is in the wider world In the bigger picture Yes okay It's merited Because the, They've broke The rules And it's It's sheer stupidity However I, I I do have sympathy with them because there has been other cases in our game that have got a more lenient punishment with ball and golly and the Aberdeen guys. My argument would be if I was them, then it is too harsh. Why weren't the rules set in place before a ball was kicked so everybody was under the same rules? And I get we're further down the road and the lessons should have been learned, but they're in the same league. They've done... Basically the same kind of thing as the other guys And got a much more strict severe punishment That would be my argument if it was those players just now uh, Let's bring in Jim and Rutherglen And see what he makes of it Hi Jim How are we doing guys? Uh, good, uh, good evening You alright Jim? Oh, you? Man, ah no bad mate Just plodding on in there mate Good man uh, What do you make of this? Uh, a bit of baffling I'm no, no disputing that these guys deserve to be punished By the club and by whatever the 40s But a seven match ban Come on Ripping the rest of them Especially one who goes out of the country, goes back, mm. trains with his team, then goes back out onto a football park. Nah. <laughs> you can see where 
you probably think that the Rangers fans are coming for you on this again, Barry, and you keep going back on the flag at the uh, Rangers to get behind this, get behind that when we're, we're getting inappropriate punishments put out to players. That's my take on it. Hmm. I'm not sure we are doing anything to link those oh, no, two, no. those two things. To be fair, um, and and for what it's worth, Mark Mark agrees with you. Um, Gordon, what's your own take on it? Yeah, I think it's a bit harsh, Gordon. I can understand that. Uh, obviously, the situations are different because it's later on. They do know the rules, like everybody else. They were silly. Um, seven games they're, they're getting made a, an example of and rightly so because they, they broke the rules but I think seven games is harsh um, I don't think it's really going to affect Rangers because I don't think it's two players that probably would be involved but that doesn't matter it's about the individuals uh, I think that they would be a bit aggrieved with it especially after what's happened before mm. Yeah I mean Jim we, because we weren't involved obviously um, in the process I think we can only assume that they've been treated in a more harsh manner because they were the most recent if that makes sense Some, you know, something along the lines of you know, they've been warned time and time and time again and football had its yellow card or whatever it was with, with Ball and Golly and the Aberdeen 8 and they were told again after that and, and, and then they still went and did it I don't know if that's enough for you. I guess it won't be, but I'd imagine that's part of the thinking. I think the, the, the punishment that they're getting is ridiculous compared to what the other players go. I mean, the other guys, the other guys, all got suspended, suspended uh, thingies, what do you call it? The punishments. Yet they boys are getting seven game bans. That, mm. by the way, I know, by the way, they, they did deserve to be punished. There's nobody arguing that. But it's, the punishment has been dished out to them mm-hmm. And you can see where people are coming for you And you know where they're going to be coming for you on this Yeah, does that not wash with you then, Mark? The fact that, you know You want everyone to be treated the same yeah. And and I kind of get that But how do you how do you compare incidents that, that aren't aren't the same ultimately? I know you want them to be But but they're not And when the Aberdeen players And I'm, I'm just trying to find the, the sort of The reason here I'm, I'm not necessarily saying I agree with it But when the Aberdeen players do it It's extremely early on Um I don't know. Does can you can you plead plead ignorance at that stage? By the time it got to Jones and Edmondson, they definitely should have known better. Is that that doesn't come into uh, it for you? No, really, Gordon. Because okay. I think when we we kicked off our season, um, there was a lot of information given to the players, and everybody knew how much the spotlight was on football at that period. Now, my my grievance is where. You know, whoever's handing out these punishments, the SFA or whatever, the rules should have been set in place right at right. the start. See, on that though, let, let, let's try and analyse that a bit closer because take Jones and Edmondson out of it for a second, right? Because I'm not wanting to argue right now about whether it was right or not. W- what do you mean by that? Because how do you, how do you have a catch-all rule for yeah. situations that might be completely different? You've got eight Aberdeen players who go for a drink. You've got Ball and Golly who leaves the country and come back. You've got Edmondson and Jones who go to a house party. You've got Mark Cornley who doesn't wear a face mask in a taxi. How can there be a catch-all well, punishment I, I for guess that? It's, I guess it's something as simple as have you breached these protocols and give a list of protocols or you give a definitive list of game ban that you would get. Right, if but, but if what, you're Mark Cornley, you again, get a... Again, not, not necessarily... Arguing about Jones and Edmondson here What if one rule breach Is more serious than another Why would you have the same punishment Well that's what I'm saying Maybe it goes into categories If you do This but If I mean, you're Mark Connolly but I mean, This what, is what the category? rules I mean we're all dealing with a well, really, With a really new Ever changing 
Situation where different things crop up How are we supposed to foresee and draw up categories of punishment? You can't tell me that Everybody Couldn't see that Footballers With a spotlight on them May break these 100%, rules 100% but you're talking about categories are, yeah. we, are we supposed to foresee that Ball and Golly would You know there might be one for foreign travel Is there supposed to be one for house parties? No, I'm not saying there... specifically Naming if you go to Spain on a plane But I'm sure the the people who come up with rules Could mm. pretty much come up with a category That's someone not wearing a mask mm. Is one uh, failure Someone having a house party Is another uh, Breaching the rules Against certain games But it just seems like Whoever's dishing out the punishment Is it, random Seven games no, The other guys are suspended Ball and goalies it, it, it can't be that difference in it. Sure. So guys down the line Maybe in a, another two weeks do it What are they going to say? Ten games? 12 games I mean that doesn't make sense Jim it sounds like you and Mark Wilson are on the same page Probably for the first time Mark <laughs> <laughs> Cheers Jim yeah, 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 Jim, Jim can, can I ask you a question You're on there shouting about Well we all know you know, who's handed out these punishments Here's one for you then I'm sure a, a lot of Rangers supporters If Jones and Edmondson hadn't you know, got found out about this And walked into the Rangers training camp and obviously upset everything that Rangers are doing. Would you be still on here shouting? It's a disgrace to get seven games. Gordon, People were on shouting. They should get sacked. You're going with the ring, the ring through here. Mark's hundred percent right with me. See, for the start, the rules were only put in there. There was no rules put in there that this is what happens. Blah blah blah. As Mark says, you can't just keep going along the road and going like that. Oh, it's a bit further on. Oh, we'll add that own three. Oh, it's a bit further on. We'll add that own six. It's a fair I think it's still a fair question Jim And I know I was Kind of having a laugh about the Hypotheticals earlier on So I'll, I will contradict myself Is is that not the problem With Jones and Edmondson Where they could have come in And infected people at Rangers and, and derailed What Rangers have done So brilliantly this season Had that happened Do you think you would have felt Differently about The punishment they've been given The guys at the start Done the same thing They could have Infected their teammates as well well, I mean, Ball and Golly, yeah, we know he, he went yeah. and played, Mark, and everybody sort of knew about that. That is not for a second me saying that makes it all right, obviously. Of course it doesn't. Mm. Um, but I'm just thinking back to Rangers at the time. They, I'll be interested to hear what, what they think, what, what Stephen Gerrard thinks tomorrow, for instance, when yeah. he does his press, what the club think. Because Rangers were very open about it. They got praise from the Scottish government for the way they handled it. There was near no no debate about players not knowing what, what they were doing. Rangers sort of fronted up. Um so I get why fans say What about them What about them What about them I wonder how the club feel I wonder if the club think This is unfair Or actually if they're Just happy to take yeah, in the chat Yeah it will be interesting Because I, I don't think There's any doubt that um, You know nobody downplayed it Rangers didn't downplay it They knew the severity Of the situation But I, I, again I'd, I'd find it hard To think that they aren't Thinking well You know there's got to be Some level of punishment that That's across the board And it can't just be Random Weeks and games thrown out for for different teams. I, I'd be surprised if they've not got something to say. But I don't think they'll they'll say they shouldn't have been banned. They obviously deserve something. But just the the, the seven games certainly surprised me. All right, Jim and rather going going have a lie down. You've agreed with Mark Wilson for the first time. Thank you very much for getting in touch uh, tonight. Right, how are you getting on with this teaser? Remember, for you guys playing at home, you've got five minutes. To go Because we're giving you a prize on tonight's full time teaser We're giving you that football survival kit Thanks to Thompson's personal injury solicitors Beer fridge, case of beer, pies, bovril, all the rest of it All you need to do is get all of these 10 answers within the next 5 
minutes Name the 10 non-UK players Who've represented An old firm club At the Euros Since and including Euro 2004 You've got Mialbi You've got Larson I told you some wrong ones as well So that'll help the people at home Stylian Petrov Yes Euro 2004 What about Lustig? Yep Oh I could shout Twice I think Well done Well done um, right, I'm, I, might, I, might, I think I've got this Kloss Stefan Kloss No Hopeless <laughs> I was doing well Stefan Johansson No 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 uh, Does this one count Aidan McGeady No Mistorovic No What Don't get many Rangers No Oh I've got it. one Arthur Boric Yes Euro 2008 with Poland um, Was his mate there Zerarski and that's good nope. He's hopeless Yarasik. Uh, so, nope. <laughs> no, that's my full list wiped out. I couldn't wait Samaras. till the caller got off here so I could hit out the loads. Who? Samaras? Yes, well Why done. Yes. Good show. 2012. Rangers ones. He went to Georgia Samaras. There's, there's, there's two Rangers ones on the list. Two. I thought Mendes would have been there. Oh, Lovenkrans. Brilliant, well yes. done Right, we'll leave it there Right, we've given you a nice head start So even if you were struggling for a couple At home, you've got four minutes left on the competition Name ten non-UK players Who've represented an old firm club at the Euros Since and including Euro 2004 We're giving you Lustig, Boric, Samaras Petrov, Lovenkrantz, Mialbi and Larsen Which means you've only got three to get And four minutes to get it in Hurry up Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here We're about to speak to Gary and Shettleston on the phone Who wants to talk about Jordan Jones And George Edmondson But just before we do that Let me remind you what's happening on here tonight Full time teaser With Thompson's personal injury solicitors More than a million paid in compensation every week now every every night on Clyde One Super Scoreboard at this time We play the full time teaser It's just a bit of fun You send in the questions The pundits try and come up with the answers But every Thursday We're going to give you the chance to win a football survival pack It's been murder watching the games at home all the time uh, So thanks to Thompson's personal injury solicitors We've teamed up with them uh, For you to give you the chance to win a brand new beer fridge A case of beer to go in it Pies, courtesy of Pie Sports Scotland And a Bovril as well And Bovril also So plenty to keep you going there All you had to do Was correctly answer tonight's full time teaser by 7.45 which has now passed so only the uh, the attempts that were in before 7.45 will count you did need to be over 18 T's and C's at Clyde1.com we're going to do this every Thursday tonight's question is this I can see G for instance has got them all right so he'll go into the draw Chris has got them all right he'll go into the draw and we'll see who comes out the question is name the 10 non-UK players who've represented an old firm club at the Euros since and including 2004 you're doing pretty well, you two. You've got Lustig, Boric, Samaras, Lovenkrantz, Petrov, Mialbe, Larsen. Three to get. Dad, you got any more? Rangers ones. Is this Yelovic? Uh, no. Purcell? No. Nope. Uh, that's my two Rangers ones. Away. Come on, Daz. Mm, Rangers, Rangers, Rangers. Uh, Holland. Uh, <laughs> Rangers, De Rangers. Any De Boers? Which one? Any of them? Pick one. Uh, I know I'm going to pick the wrong one. I'll just go. 
Frank Well done You've got it 50-50 well chance And you managed well done, it Well done does Euro 2004 He went to with the Netherlands Whilst at Rangers Alright we'll leave it there You've got two to get Let's bring in Gary In Shettleson Just before the break We were talking about The seven match bans Handed out to George Edmondson and Jordan Jones For their coronavirus breaches Mark Wilson thinks it's harsh Gordon DL tends to agree The previous caller Certainly agreed uh, What about Gary and Shettleston Have you got a, a different take on it For us Gary? Yes Gordon I'm, I'm a Celtic fan It's about David the Rangers For the same flat There's nothing set in stone uh, For what's happening As the coronavirus gets worse And the players know that so the day. So if they're going to continue and breach your rules, it's going to get worse for the players. As in, as you say, that was a seven-game ban. The next time it happens, it could be a twelve-game ban. Fair, thirteen, fourteen, whatever it is. Do you think that's right, though, Gary? Of course, it's right because it's getting worse. There's no set rules right now. There's is it a set rule back when Aberdeen done it? Right, I, I think I get I get actually where Gary's coming from, Mark. You're big on this. You, you want set rules, but I think what Gary's saying to us is, well, the coronavirus restrictions are changing all the time. The virus is changing. The restrictions are changing. So how can't, in four months' time, we don't know what will be a breach of, of coronavirus restrictions? Does that not make it quite difficult to get it all set down there the way you want it? I don't think so at the start of the season, Gordon. I, I, like I argued the point when Aberdeen guys got done as well, that they went out and nobody quite knew what was going to happen to them. We we debated on the show, we wondered what was going to happen. Nobody knew. I don't think it was that difficult to put in an actual deterrent straight from the start. If you do breach these rules, this is what you get. Make it a 10-game, make it a 12-game. At least everybody knew. But my argument is you can't then... Hand them a suspended sentence And then Hand ball and go with us Then hand them seven games Then twelve uh, And Gary's in Coronavirus get worse is it, how, How's it get worse? Well, I mean no, We were in lockdown yeah, We were out of lockdown the restrictions on back The in. restrictions on everybody Are changing They're changing tomorrow In case you hadn't heard In yeah. this part of the world So If they're changing all the time And we yeah. don't know how they'll change But we knew we were going to have to deal With coronavirus Didn't we? Throughout this season Yeah in, in one shape or another But again I go back to how even even if you do think that it's harsh, that's a separate argument. Surely every case needs to be treated in its own merits. And I'm not saying that makes it right for Edmonton and Jones. I don't know. I wasn't part of the disciplinary process. But surely every case needs to be treated in its own merits. I think you still could have categorised things. You could have categorised it easily. I think there's... I mean, any crime is categorised, is it not? I think you could have put into steps, even three simple steps. I mean, we're in tears just now <laughs> with, with the way we're living. Surely he could have put in offences oh, Into tears. tears I thought you meant like On tears and Emotional <laughs> um, But surely it's, a, it's a simple thing you, Wilson. <laughs> You'll be in tears on Tuesday When you get that happen <laughs> Don't worry about that <laughs> Gordon what's your own take on this then? I can understand where Mark's coming from I, I just think that No matter What we do here Or how we go about this It's always got to be very difficult Because you're right Gordon The rules are changing You know Week by week Day by day um, I know that the argument is well the two Rangers players they get it every single day from Rangers the way they conduct their business they'd already seen what had happened prior um, to the Aberdeen guys and Bolingoli and 
you know, that should have made them learn a lot better than behave better. But we all make mistakes in life. I just think it's such a difficult, difficult one to call. I really do. Because even uh, we had guys on for Rangers saying, supporters from Rangers saying, these guys should be sacked, never play for a club again. I, I think the way Rangers have handled it is brilliant. And I'm looking forward to hear their response for the seven-game ban. It'll be interesting to see what they say about that. Final word to you, Gary. I just like to think football players in, in general and the rest is looking through this. Just keep it real. Keep it real. That's great advice to finish off. I love that. <laughs> thank you to Gary um, in Shettleston. Thank you so much to everyone who took part in the extra special full-time teaser we had for you tonight. If you got them all right, you'll be entered into the draw to win the football survival pack. So keep an eye on your DMs and all the rest of it. Already people are in complaining. Stewards inquiries. Mark O'Brien says Purcell did play at Euro 2004. Did he? He did, but he wasn't at Rangers at the time. Oh. So you have to have represented Rangers or Celtic at the Euros since and including 2004. Come on. Mm. All Here right, okay. How many have we still to get, Gordon? Two. Two. Two, I think. Dos. Oh. Uh, before we do that, Gordon, I've actually got lots of nice um, advice for you on, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, regard- no, I'm serious. <laughs> deadly, no, deadly serious. Twitter's always good for advice. Uh, Jim <laughs> says, just to reassure Daz, I got a new hip done. In October 19 Walking about pain free within days A 10 year knee pain disappeared I got local Did genuinely wake up during it And they do use a hammer and chisel Being serious Ooh Bit of a mixed bag that one I'm delighted you have shared that That started well Oh That did start well It started great a horror movie Ended in yeah. sore too I was loving Jim And now I can't stand him It's a bit of a mixed bag on here Alistair says no. Gordon don't worry I've had mine done two years ago All good Ali Fraser Stephen Riley Tell Gordon I went through a hit Ooh, nah, I'll no finish that one. You'll no sleep the night <laughs> if I tell you. <laughs> oh, no, let's, no, let's forget no. that. I wish I was there to see your face in the morning, Grin. Oh, yeah. You will yeah, be panicking. Yeah. I, I think oh, it's going to be akin to the skydive. What do you think will be worse? Yep. The hip hop or the skydive? Put, put it this way, my sleeping already has uh, suffering is it? for a few years. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I'm a bit panicky. One week on What a night the three of us had in here Until midnight oh, Amazing And you know a guy who went some way to making it That's a bit more special With one of the best stories we've ever heard He's tweeted in Joe from last Thursday You remember him? Is he back is he? He's yeah, tweeted me tonight Joe. He said Hi guys it's Joe who called in last Thursday About going to France 98 and not going home Update I'm still no home We're going to win the Euros <laughs> He says <laughs> Oh, Please Joe. find Joe I was one of the I greatest Joe, calls I've heard Joe I've been worried I about you And the listeners have Please look after yourself Joe Yeah What a life Stay in the house What a life Right <laughs> Anyway You've got two more on the teaser What have you got for me I'm struggling now Is it Rangers or Celtic Both Celtic Boyata Nope Denier Nope My miles off Yeah Well I mean Pretty much Aye okay Right One does Euro 2008 With the Dutch squad But the Dutch squad uh, Bobby Pear No No <laughs> No, no. Uh, I tell you what Wasn't he Edson Braffied Was it No That was later He played in the World yet. Cup That was an outrage uh, I, I don't know I'm out Right he's the worst I'm guy I'm too worried about the operation now. See this time of the year If your kid had been home Vinegar of yes, oh, say, big Jan. If anyone comes home and says I want his name in the back of my strip for Christmas You, you, you <laughs> tell them to change their mind Go for snow 
Go for Evander oh, instead um, oh, I thought I was going to say Evander Snow Right no? Last one Euro 2012 Republic of Ireland This is Robbie the hardest Keane. one No It's not Killian Sheridan Nope Darnady 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 Yes Gordon is this the last not time done. We'll speak to you before they up yeah, thanks so. Right, all the best from all of us. We'll see you on the other Thank side. You. Good luck. Gordon DL leaving us. We'll hopefully speak to him again <laughs> soon. Thanks to Mark Wilson. Thanks for all your calls and tweets. We're back tomorrow. And Johnny Campbell's up next.